December 22, 2020. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
Live from Pedro Show. Uh, happy Tuesday. Brother Matt at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point, a couple of miles south here because we're still quick in quarantino mode. But I am not totally man alone, people, because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. I got 
Tobias Nathaniel. Hey, Toby, how you doing? Doing uh, as good as can be, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Right. And where, where are you talking from? San Diego? I am in Belgrade, Serbia. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I know, then why was I thinking fucking San Diego? Okay. I'm originally from there, but uh, That's I've been living here. You know I've what? been living here for five years or so. Jovi. Yes, absolutely. That's it. When that's I... the connect. See, that's a good yeah. thing about Alzheimer's. It's fucked up <laughs> disease and everything. But the one benefit is you always meet new people, hear new songs. And Jovi's an old buddy. And I know, yeah, there's that's a connect. That's great. He's he's super sweet, awesome yeah. dude. And right um, actually, right. one of the songs I selected is kind of in his honor. It's his yeah. favorite song to play live with Blackheart. So <laughs> had yeah, to put, uh, put it on. Good skateboarder, too. And uh, he actually put together a record uh, me and Nels Klein played on called The West Coast, something or other. And uh, so he organized that, and that's great, too. Okay, so Belgrade. Uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten to play there a few times with Stooges and with uh, Missing Men, and I had a good time. Last time, was it was called The Gun Club. And it was like, oh, yeah. It was like uh, where they shot guns, right? Target practice. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't think so anymore, but yeah, I've also played there a, a couple times. And uh, yeah. yeah, because behind the stage, you could see where all the bullets, because they, they put the targets, right? And you know who came to the gig, which was a mind blowing. I got to spend hours with him, was my brother Koya from uh, oh. Disciplina Kichma. And he goes way back in their scene, you know, with uh, Charlo Acrobato and this kind of thing. He's just a big hero to me. He's never had a guitar in his band because he plays like Jimmy, you know, <laughs> with the wow wow and uh, it's just great. And he's he's healing up. He's with his sister and you know he had a stroke and stuff. He lost his wife. Some really bad luck. But he's come along. I got a project with the guy in uh, Skopje and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, uh, his buddy, actually the harp guy that was in the late, latest version of Discipline of Kichma, called Koya Brothers because. Uh, it's in his honor. And Pizzo, my organ man for the second man. So so that's interesting. But can we can we go way back with your journey in music? Like, can you tell us, Toby, your your earliest musical recollection? Earliest recollection. Well, um, there, there are a couple stories, but they're kind of uh, happened around the same time. So I'll pick the, the one that's more fun. Um, uh, so my earliest recollection would be uh, my disappointment in Kiss. And the, the uh, band, the band, the, the band kiss. Yeah. So I must've been, I don't know, this was probably 80. So I was around like six years, six years old. And, um, my aunt at her house had a vinyl copy of uh, love gun. And, uh, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the, <laughs> with the design and, and the, yeah. the art, <laughs> right? Yeah. A lot so, of art, uh, a lot of art. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, you know, staring at this thing and wondering, like, who the hell are these guys? And what is this, you know, uh, heavily misogynistic scene all about? And uh, um, my parents wouldn't let me listen to it because I guess I was too young, um, in their opinion. So uh, the suspense grew even further. And I just remember looking at that thing going like, what's the story behind this? These demonic figures, they're so evil. Like, it's got to be brutal, This the music, you know? So uh, I guess uh, like eight eight years old must be the, the magic age for Kiss listening because that's about when they let me uh, finally hear it. And uh, in the meantime, I'm, I'm imagining this thing like Miss Sugar or something. Just yeah, this yeah. odd, right. slot-heavy, you know, thing. And... Uh, Finally, it, it uh, 
I hear it and I was like, what, what the fuck is this like weak sauce commercial horseshit? <laughs> it reminds it, me of the time when I, I, I took a, a 10 speed and rode up to Hollywood. It took me like eight hours. I was 15, 14 years old. And it was like, this is Hollywood. <laughs> it was the same kind well, of feeling, right? Exactly. And the, the, I guess the good thing is it taught me a lesson to just sort of prepare for disappointment. And not only that, but the, um, the sort of like this disconnect between, you know, design artwork and um, the music itself. I've always found it kind of amusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in the, in the pad you grew up, was there instruments? Uh, at our place, no. Um, however, my grandfather had one of those con organs, electric organs. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the, the rhythm section with the samba and bossa nova and all that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I would go over there and kind of goof around on that thing. Um, and uh, he would play some weird, weird stuff. And uh, later, eventually, uh, I got a. I'm left-handed. My parents bought me a left-handed ukulele. And God, I didn't know. I just thought you strung them because they got kind of fishing line strings, right? No, you're right. Maybe it was just strung differently. That's possible. Absolutely. Well, the pick guard, they do, some of them do have pick guards. Uh, what about school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? <laughs> Actually, I was. Um, in high school, uh, I was fortunate enough to have attended a high school that, um, at the time, they were like right in the middle of cutting like art and music curriculums out. So that would have been like 89, 90. And um, so uh, that's why yeah, I went to I, that's why I ask about that stuff, because, yeah, they, I guess it's like frivolous. <laughs> mm -hmm. So actually, it was valuable. Um, they had yeah, a really I, great jazz program. And actually, I went to Mission Bay High where Frank Zappa went. So they had kind of a. Uh, you know, cool, you know, little musical history thing there. And um, so, yeah, I, I actually, uh, in, in order to play in that band, you had to take lessons, um, not only for whatever instrument you were, you were playing. And for me at the time, it was uh, guitar. So uh, I took, I took lessons and also theory from the same guy. So I learned, you know, jazz theory and, um, you know, technical, technical guitar there. Um, One, two, five, and also, jazz, right? One, two, five. Rock and roll, one, four, five, but one, two, five. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, I also ha I happened to meet um, a buddy of mine, uh, Jose Palafox, who was the drummer of uh, Struggle, my first uh, kind of official band. Yeah, I played some um, yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, because you gave me two tunes and you said, you know, replace one with another one. So I, I, I played it yesterday so people would get a little a listen of you ahead of time your appearance ah. you know what I, I forgot to say what we started the show out john coltrane doing all or nothing at all and then uh black heart procession with the stitch to my heart uh what was the first record you bought with your own money uh well does it need to be vinyl no 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 <laughs> yeah the, the medium doesn't matter what, what see when you're a kid you ain't got a lot of money so I, i'm always curious about what you would spend it on right yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, in that case, it was uh, uh, Judas Priest, Sin After Sin, and that was on cassette. Sin After Sin. Is that the one with the Ripper? It's, um, I, re I remember uh, Diamonds and Rust, the Joan Baez oh, cover. Oh, yeah, no, it's later. The one I'm thinking of had this song called The Ripper, Sad Wings of Destiny or some shit. Maybe right, that's right. That's what it was called. And I saw, they played the fucking whiskey. 
Really? Yeah, I wouldn't shit you. And what, uh, you, the opening what act was Gary Valentine, right? He was in the stiletto, kind of power pop. It was the most trippy match or mismatch. And man, Rob Halford, he could barely stand up, but man, he was his voice was incredible. Powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, fucking whoa, whoa! And the whole band was it was it was, it was intense. But I remember yeah, later on they also I think they did a Fleetwood Mac cover. Right. Green Do you Mal- remember the name? Yeah, or something. What, what was the first gig you went and saw? Um, that would have been uh, actually. This is strange. I don't know why. I'm a weirdo, but I I, I never felt like concerts or uh, gigs or shows or whatever were uh, for me. I thought they were for other people. I had some weird hang up. So it wasn't until later that I went to um, a show, and that was um, uh, that would have been in around '90, and that was Slayer. Um, with oh. Testament opening at uh, Spreckles Theater. Well, that's an intense first gig. So, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I was up on, like, the balcony, and I remember th- the audience was a bit, like, weird about Testament. They were kind of like, they weren't necessarily booing, but I don't know. They were, they were there for Slayer, for, for sure. And uh, basically, Slayer finally started, and the enti- I could see, I had, a, like, a bird's-eye view of the audience there, and the entire floor you know i think there was like a couple thousand couple thousand people down there it was just a maelstrom like spinning storm uh like looking at it from the top and there's just like a hole in the center with one dude in the center of this storm just like what the fuck's going on i I witnessed the same thing at the palladium slayer and the the, the whole fuck you know it's a round pad kind of or oval and it turned into one like big spin cycle washing machine fucking thing with all these dudes just punching the shit out of each other, running around in this big tornado cyclone. You know, I want to play, uh, you, got, you got a French thing here. Voiture en rouge.
hot and it drips right off you. Breeze could burn a hole right through you. Sweat was pouring out of my skin, but it was cool 'cause she was about to give in. Oh, in my dreams, down in Orleans, darling, New Orleans. Running her fingers through her long blonde hair. Oh, the air was hot and it dripped right off you. The breeze could burn a hole right through you. The sweat was pouring out of my skin, but it was cool 'cause she was about to give in. And in my dreams. Down in Nolan, 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 New Orleans, Nolan. I seen her walking down Decatur Street, and I said, "Hey, baby." I said, "Hey, baby." You're the woman I've been waiting a lifetime. You're the woman I've been waiting a lifetime to meet. She looked me in the eye, and she said, "I can't believe you use that tired old line. Up and down here, you've been using it all the time. I know." It starts with a toothy grin. You think you're getting, and we both know that's just a lie. You're just barely getting by. Standing there, I looked at her in the eye, and I said, 
Bot for Pedro Show. Now, this was Black Heart Procession with Soul Bakken. It was a collab, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was part of the uh, In the Fish Tank series that uh, the Dutch distributor Concurrent uh, puts out. Okay. And that was Voiture and Rouge. Then we had uh, Argo from Barcelona with a demo of Diesel. They said, play, play it, because it's going to change, but play it. You know, why not? Let the de- demo flag, freak flag fly. And then uh, Numbers Band out of uh, Akron with Getting By. This is a big, influential band in the 70s. I think the sax man is the pretender singer's brother. And so and she was in a band with the Devo singer. So man, I have a connect with some of uh, that uh, Cleveland Akron Kent kind of trip and uh, pioneers with the movement. Baby Gherkin after that, dinner with trees, with the trees. This is, uh, I've never done this, but like, yeah, you get somebody younger and do a collab and it's their first time. Could be life changing. Baby Gherkin. Bulma's Prendon after that, and this is the connection to Doppler Shift, DC area. Kim Cooper Complex with uh, We Saw Waves. Birds of Paradise. These are some uh, cats in Montreal. Uh, Money Trees. And finally, Blackheart Procession with uh, GPS. That's got a good groove. Okay, so let's uh, uh, go back to like school days, like after school, since you learned some guitar. Do you do the uh, garage band, uh, basement band, bedroom band with some buddies? Uh, let's see. Uh, primarily at first, I just sort of practiced on my own. I, I got like, uh, <laughs> so after I got into this, I got into thrash metal. Like I heard uh, Master of Puppets on vinyl and it just kicked my ass. And I was like, that's possible. Instantly, I knew I had to, had to play guitar. And um, so I did a lot of practicing on my own. We did get together um, with some friends, but it wasn't until um, like high school days with struggle um, that we started doing the kind of hardcore crossover metal stuff. Now, struggle, was it a whole band or was it your, your one buddy? You were talking about that drummer man, right? Uh, so, so the story with that band is um, all of those guys went, we all went to the same school. Uh, high school and they were a band before I joined uh, and their guitarist uh, Cliff was leaving to go to Berkeley or something and so they needed a replacement guitar player so since we all knew each other I um, joined up and we wrote some songs did some um, some little bit of touring and uh, eventually um, recorded a new a new album and incidentally, that band has Justin Pearson on bass, who's now with uh, Dead Cross. Oh, who's wow. with like, uh, yeah. yeah. And Dead Cross has got some of the Locust guys? Dead Cross has got Dave Lombardo on drums. That's right. That's I, right. Dave Lombardo from Slayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny for me because, like, Justin incredible. was always Incredible. I got to say, Dave Lombardo, one of the most incredible drummers. And he plays so relaxed. I watched the man get right off after a set and... Hardly even breathing hard. He's got really a good technique. Totally. And when you play, you know, especially thrash or technically, you know, challenging music, you got to really refine, I suppose, your, you know, you got to get everything super efficient and economy to make it. I mean, can you imagine playing, you know, three, two, three hours 
of that stuff. Just yeah, I know. It beat the shit out of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now you say struggle was a band before you joined. What was your your first gig with struggle like? Uh, I think we played. Uh, it was great. I mean, all you know, hardcore, high energy. Uh, I think we played. If I remember the first first show was probably at Che Cafe there at UCSD campus. If you've yeah. been there. Aztecs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there there Cal, and Cal it was State, just well, there's 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 two schools. There's one in La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla it is. It's that one, yeah. And that that's the UC one. And then the Cal State one is, yeah, that's the Aztecs. SDSU? Is that yeah. It? Yeah. One of them is a Cal State SD and one of them is UCSD. You know, the same system as Berkeley. Right, right. And then there's the so other you, one that's the same system as like Long Beach State or Fresno State. And yeah. I, I, in the old days, there used to be a lot of gigs at those uh, schools. Yeah, I mean, Che Cafe for me was like super important. Um, that's, you know, before the punk rock house times, that was uh, where we all gathered, had shows, you know, the full, the complete deal with. Uh, so San Diego had a problem with all ages, right? Why? Look, I'm, I'm doing the radio show right now. I'll call you right back. Uh, yeah, the, with all age, because, you know, the club to play in those days, Tim Mays, right? The Spirit. Oh. I think it became Brick by Brick later or something. Casbah. Uh, yeah. Not Tim, Tim's, Tim's Casbah. Right, right. And there was two Casbahs. But before that, there was Spirit. And I think there was a 21 age limit. Yeah, there's always. So, yeah, that kind of created a little bit of a divide um, in the scene there. So there were the bands that were, you know, over 21 and were able to play there. And that scene and then, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess you eventually graduate to, to playing there, but we did the the Che Cafe was our you know our sure joint. sure and uh, I'm 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 curious. Uh, not always the first gig goes great though, so that's why I ask. <laughs> I th I think it was just you know with hardcore, it's just about the energy. Yeah, of and, course. Uh, of course. I, I think there was some damage. I think there were some injuries, so I guess all went well. <laughs> <laughs> and the material, they, they were writing their own stuff, right? So you had to learn their songs. Yeah, so there was some existing stuff, and then we wrote together, um, you know, a bunch more stuff, and eventually they had an EP out, and then we wrote um, enough material to do a um, an LP. Well, would you, together. Uh, is this your first time writing songs? Y yeah, in, in, at least in terms of something that would get released. For like, sure. Well, you said you were practicing on your own, learning guitar. Was that a lot of like learning off records and stuff? Yeah, yeah, just practicing technique, and of course I'd goof around and try to try to. Yeah, you know, because I, you know, more. I mean, the old days, we didn't know one dude in Pedro that wrote his own songs. The seventies was way different, but I've noticed more and more recent dudes start writing right when they start learning. I think that's great. I think it's awesome. It's super important. Yeah, why is the best guy in town the guy who can play Black Dog the best? You know, <laughs> music can be like uh, what. Uh, a means to express yourself. It's not just like building models of other people's hot rods. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's multidimensional, too. And then yeah. plus the idea of interpretation. So you have, you know, jazz or even classical, yeah. like, which is a much tighter, uh, tighter dynamic. Well, you know, but, it's but... trippy about that, Toby. As, as it's gone on with me, I, I'm kind of hating genres. And to me, music is music. I'm so lie. on your team with with that. Like you have no idea. I just don't understand. It's it's about like um, I don't know. There's you, you can have you can be genuine and have taste. And this thing with emo, 
I don't know. You remember there was a period in time. <laughs> I thought emo, emo was like, right of spring. Yeah, exactly. And even unwound, there was a, a period of time. Sure, where, sure. Up, uh, yeah, up on the Olympia or something. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then, and then now it's some. I think we just lost the bass man. Is that right? It's, it's, yes, unfortunately, Vern. Yeah. yeah. He's a nice guy. But yeah, but see what that's all that labeling stuff. And, ah, I don't know. No, yeah. I didn't I'm mean not to bring it either. up. I didn't mean to bring it up. But when you said jazz and stuff like that, you know, it's all music. And yet, you know, it does go into different directions. But there's also a lot of melting together and falling apart and reconstructing and deconstructing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour. Uh, December 22, 2020 edition, Peter Show. A special guest, Tobias Nathaniel. Hold tight for hour two. December 22, 2020. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
show at the Royal Oaks. The place was packed, looked like it was gonna be a real good night. I was warming up the audience, telling stream of consciousness, knock knock jokes. Then a fella walked in, he was carrying a big old duffel bag. His manner and his mood were hard to gauge. He pulled a big old tuba out of the bag, held it up over his head and said, I'm gonna use this horn to blow Sam Bennett off the stage. I'm gonna blow that Sam Bennett right off the stage. Somebody stood up and said, hey now buddy, this ain't your show. We paid to see Sam Bennett. You can take your tuba and go. Tuba man said, uh-uh, no way. I ain't going nowhere. So why don't you just sit right back down, back down in your chair. You just sit yourself right back down in your chair. The mood in the room was tense. Nobody knew what to do. So I grabbed the mic, said I got an announcement to make. We have a special guest this evening, I said he's here to blow his horn. So let's give him a Youngstown welcome, for goodness sake. Friendly Youngstown welcome, for goodness sake. And so he stepped up onto the stage, loosened his bolo He said, I carved this tuba from a single piece of wood. He put the big old horn to his lips and played an old Burt Bacharach song. And I must admit, it sounded pretty good.
Watford Pedro show started off the second hour with Three Mile Pilot. We got to get to that, right? Ruin. And then Sam Bennett after that at the Royal Oaks. His name is Alive, brand new. In the Great Night. Waku Waku Kingdom, Third Eye. The subject with roses from uh, Jerome Parker Wells out of St. Louis. And for the damage complete, it's the Frankenstein Mash. Blonde Redhead. The, 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 the two brothers from Italy. I'm in a band with two Italian guys. It's called uh-huh. Sonia de Mainaio. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, 7-4, Yeah, it's a little <laughs> difficult for watch. I could do six and threes, of course, fours and twos. I remember having to do a Balkan thing for a benefit, and it was in five. Yeah, yeah. Some, and, yeah, they got some uh, yeah, strange the, time. Uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of oompa, but it's in five. It's, it's you know, because of the Turkish and uh, uh, Vienna, Austria kind of coming together in, in a creative, artistic way. It's really uh, trippy, that, that Balkan music, man. For me, it's really interesting. But, uh, you know, these guys, it's not in their mind. They grow up and they feel it. They're not, you know, it's not this math rock in their mind, right? They feel these kind of timings. Man, but yeah, that, if you're not yeah. raised with it, it's difficult. <laughs> so, so. So, so what happens after struggle? After struggle... Um, Let's see, that kind of, right after that period, I started my sort of punk, punk rock house days. And this was a, <laughs> there was a song I was trying to get for the show that, that I wanted it so bad because it kind of just really represented that period for me. Um, but it didn't turn out. So after that, I moved into a house, the Winder Street house. Um, and we started, uh, actually it was my friend Josh, who was in a day called Zero. Um, we started another band called Young Destroyers, and that was, I mean, I guess you can copy-paste. It was Punk House. We had a basement, um, everyone playing different stuff. I learned to, we had a drum set and an organ and piano down there, so, you know, time to check out some new instruments, um, oh, wow. like broaden yeah, the, the thing, and, and yeah, and just having bands over. Um, we had a ton of bands, you know, but, you know, back back then, that was the, that was the network. Sure. The punk Rock Houses were the hubs, and... It happened here Man. in Pedro. I, I didn't even know what was going on. The whole Recess really? Records. Yeah, Todd Conchelier and uh, Toys That Kill, Five Year Plan. Yeah, they they do these whole tours and not play one club. Be all pads, living rooms. Yeah, those are the, be- those are the best shows. Yeah, I, I loved it. Days. It was totally grassroots and not run by any fucking, you know, Svengali guys. You know, it's all the people... Doing it, we're running it. I, I was very impressed by it. Now, I, in fact, got my missing man drummer out of that scene, uh, Raul Morales. He was playing with these guys called uh, the Leeches, with trash sacks over their heads and shit. But uh, I just thought, man, I hear I was torn so much I didn't know this was going on in my own town. Because, you know, when Minutemen, we were the only punk rockers. There's like five of us. <laughs> you know, there wasn't that many in the town. And, uh, so this whole scene grew, and in fact, people were moving to Pedro from Orange County and shit. Kid Kevin. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed, and I, and I know it happened all over the country. And and then this was a kind of incubator, too. Like you said, you got to get on a drum set, on an organ, a keyboard. Yeah, definitely. And then just the, the whole DIY aspect, like, you know, people, people making zines and just sharing with, with people from other cities and... 
yeah, it was a great time. And um, I don't know, um, for those who haven't experienced it, it, you know, it was a really great thing, a way, a, a way to, to connect that we've kind of, I don't know, <laughs> lost. Or, yeah, or maybe it's on, uh, postponed on hold, you know, and, or there'll be different Ooh, yeah. ways to, to do it. You know, that's one thing. Things are dynamic, right? They change and you get dealt a hand and you, yeah, you have to play it the best you can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, some some generations, you grew up right into a war, right? The 90s where you're living now. So even though it's lame sitch, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, 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 I want to stay a little optimistic, but you're right about yes. that connecting. That, that, because you know what, Toby, a lot of what you, the values you have now come from those experiences, I believe. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I want to play uh, something from Struggle. War number one. <laughs> what a title. President Bush claims that the U.S. government is concerned about the well-being of the Iraqi people. Doing everything possible, believe me, to avoid hurting the innocent. But thanks to U.S. actions, Iraq's children under five are now dying at three times the rate they did a year ago. In Amara alone, 1,200 more children under five die each month as a result of the war and sanctions.
<laughs> can be so. Well, for Pedro Show, that was Ward Number One from Struggle. And Paul Jacobs with Thanks. That's great. This comp came out of Montreal from bands up there. A benefit thing too for seeing. Uh, Eom after that, Flavor of the Week, and there's a U in there, so maybe England. Not don't know for sure. Itchio after that, or Orange Dev, maybe short for a device. Don't know. Joy Cut, Individual Routine, and finally Morning Song, and that's with a U. Uh, but they do that over here too. Day Call Zero. Right? We're kind of in that period. For yes, day. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so evolution-wise, music journey-wise, where to next, Toby? Yeah, so... Um... Let's see, during that time, um, that's, again, I mentioned there was a little bit of a sort of like separate scenes from like the, the little bit older generation who were kind of playing the Casbah and that stuff and, and more of us who were kind of a little, a little more playing the Che Cafe, all ages places and, and our basements. And um, But there was overlap for sure. And that's how I met Paul Jenkins, who's a singer guitarist of uh, Three Mile Pilot. And... Um, they had uh, there was that period of time where everyone was talking about San Diego being the quote unquote New Seattle, right? And so the labels were courting everyone there and um, all oh, the bands. Oh yeah, drive a drive like Jehu and uh, Rocket from the Ex- Crips. Exactly, yeah. Rocket from the Crips, Jehu, um, yeah. handful of bands, Pilot, Three Mile Pilot, um, kind of got snapped up by the majors and. So they like, had. Uh, I remember finished... that they would like pick a town and say, "This is the scene. It's it's Chapel Hill." It's Seattle. It's that was so, <laughs> no, it's so strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super absurd. But so uh, they they had finished recording um, the album for Geffen, and they they wound up putting a bunch of uh, different instruments, um, overdubs and things on that, and they needed someone who was multi instrumentalist and could play that stuff live. So that's how I ended up joining that band. But then, of course, as major labels do, uh, they they weren't happy. Um, They're like, "There's no hit here." <laughs> So you guys need to write some new songs. You got this new dude, maybe like, you know, in, involve him in stuff. So we worked on, um, we worked on some songs. Um, label still wasn't happy, of course. And um, that's, how the, that's how my involvement with Three Mile Pilot uh, happened. And that's, that's now the beginning of Blackheart because Paul and I were just starved for doing, like, you know, having autonomy, doing creative stuff that we wanted um, in the way that we wanted. Um, and that then burst Blackheart with Paul and I. Right, right. And uh, a little different than the hardcore thing. But uh, yeah. still music, and it was still you uh, finding your way, right? Your voice. Because you were kind of a utility man with the Three Mile Pilots, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, up toward the end where we were, you know, any ideas that, that were usable were usable. Um, and... Um, yeah, and it's funny. I don't really see it. It's weird because, again, with this genre thing, people say like, I, I, I'm identified as this, you know, sad piano dude. But it's like, well, I started with like thrash and hardcore. Yeah, yeah. So none of this is. And then with this red step thing, people are like, oh, are you kind of exploring new territory? And it's like, well, kind of not, not no. necessarily. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna next uh, hour. We're gonna get to the red step because I know that's your current project. Yeah. But yeah, you get you get defined. It's not even defined. You get trapped, right? Nailed to some kind of like 
this is it. This is, you know, everything else is just some kind of little, whatever, tangent, side mouse thing. And people uh, not understanding that the music is the means. It's not a costume. That's why I like Halloween. One day all year we admit we wear costumes. Exactly. <laughs> so so the Black Heart Procession. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely found your own voice. I mean that, that 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 band, you know, and it's probably you know a part of the evolution. You know, you put in your time learning some craft, and then, you know, like writing a a book, right? You you learn some grammar. You learn, you know, what I'm saying, and uh, I I think it was wonderful a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, we we just we really like Paul and I were at this point where we we. We didn't want to be controlled. We just wanted to do what, what we wanted. And I think one of the first Blackheart rules was, like, we can't say no to one another. So, like, here's an idea. Okay, let's let's work on it together, make something out of it. Um, just presenting ideas and making them happen. And being, you know, like, being able to use all kinds of weird shit, like musical saw. Right. The, one of the first songs was written on a busted xylophone. That Like, I, I saw this thing, and it was missing a bunch of the... What do you call the thing? Keys, that the, that keys yeah. Um, and so it, it only was it was only capable of, of doing so much. And so I just had to use what was there. And then later in overdubs, I, I, I figured the part out on guitar and, and did it. But it was all this just fun coming from like real, you know, just weird stuff and making it kind of you know musical. And, I love that, yeah. man. I love that. I love it. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, December 22, 2020 edition. What Peter show special guest. Tobias Nathaniel. Hold tight for our three. December 22nd, 2020's third hour lot for Pedro's show.
four and a half years old. So um, that came about when um, I had moved here. Um, my wife is from Belgrade, so I came here to, to visit and sort of ended up staying. And uh, then I met uh, through friends and family, some people who did music. And um, they, they had a better, uh, my brother-in-law um, was a drummer in a band called Kazuna Zawushi. And, um, and my now kum, who's the, it, it's like godfather and best man combination thing, specific to the area. Yeah. Uh, and, and our friend uh, Boris, uh, they were all playing in Kazuna Zawushi and um, they're like, oh, here's this dude who, you know, moved here and plays music. Let's, let's get together and jam. And I'm not really a big jammer, but I had some songs left over from ideas that I had in San Diego. And so we got together, just started started working on stuff. And um, we eventually added um, our cellist, uh, Sarah Jane Satherton, who was here for a bit, um, living in Belgrade. And just kept going, kept practicing, kept getting together. And eventually we had enough songs for an album and um, and we did it. Maybe. Fucking righteous. The Sava and the Danube come together at Belgrade. The, yep, the confluence is here, yes. Yeah, yeah. White City. Uh, I should tell the people, we started the third hour off with Before the Storm, Red Step. Another umbrella with On the Precipice with the late, great Richard Derrick. Sadly missed. Rosemary Crust and Mold Omen with 606 out of Balmore. Sassafras from here in SoCal. I think they're no more. Here's their uh, placential. That's a that's a title. Placential. <laughs> placential yeah. potential. You know, I, I, I washed uh, pots and pans in a hospice as a teenager, and uh, there was a barrel of the placentas, you know, in the afterbirth on the oh, fifth shit. floor. Of the, yeah, the OB ward. You know. <laughs> but when you get the new guy just starting work, and you don't tell him what he's going to be looking at, you just open the lid. That was an experience. Trigger cut after that mute driver. And finally, the Red Step with Temporary Loss. So tell me about the first Red Step gig. It was probably in Belgrade, right? It was, for sure. We've actually, um, you know, due to the current pandemic situation, it, like, as it's done with everyone in different ways, and then particularly with the music industry live performance, um, it the idea was to release this album, I think, like, late summer, uh, so that we could tour in the fall. Um, and, uh, but, but so before that we had played here a handful of times in Belgrade and we did one festival in, in Macedonia. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think you said the the project is four and a half years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there might've been a couple gigs <laughs> before this situation, right? A handful. Yeah. Okay. What would, t- tell me about the first one. You know, I'm always into the first thing, right? Because you can only have the first thing once. Yeah, so the first show, there's a guy here, Nikola Vrankovic, who's a kind of frontman for a band um, from the 90s here called Blockout. And now he does a kind of solo solo thing. Uh, well, it's it, it, well, it's his project, and he's, he's got a, a band with him. <laughs> but, um, and... Uh, we uh, played played with him. Um, I think it was even at the Gun Club. I think right. that was maybe the first show. And um, that show, like, this is my first experience uh, singing and being kind of in the front singing, playing guitar. And um, 
So <laughs> that was a learning experience. There was someone in the audience um, rec recording the music, and then you could, you know, with the video, you could then buy it after if you wanted to, um, you know, put it up on your site or whatever. And I remember like hearing a snippet and just being like, oh, fuck, I got some work to do. <laughs> like, like mortified, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was at that stage where you just can't sta stand yeah, the sound yeah, of your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you you're hear not your own voice on a phone or something, it's like, oh, fuck, is that me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a, an interesting show and, and, and actually helpful to hear that, uh, <laughs> to have a direction of, you know, what I ultimately, you know, wanted my voice to sound like or, or what I'm capable of and what, what's natural for me. Yeah, because, um, you're, you know, you're not from the Disney, you know, like K-pop. They've got these dormitories. They raise these kids from. The, you've always been in charge of your own music thing. So uh, to me, it kind of organic. So to get, for that cat to give you that feedback loop was kind of happening. Definitely. Yeah. And it was it was a great thing. And and actually how this Nikola Vrankovic guy, actually, he was at one of our practices and I was looking for a singer for a while. And um I asked him, you know, during break, like, do, do you know anyone who can, you know, either sing in English or something? I wanted it to be have a, a more international reach. So um, he's like, why don't you do it? <laughs> and I was like, ding, light bulb, like, I never fucking thought of that. Like, I don't know, I'm, you know, just not my role or some stupid shit. And like, so I finally, um, he's like, look, it, just, just go sing, like, grab your guitar, go sing. Um, I did. It was super horrible. And he's like, look, just give it six months. Keep doing it and you're going to be fine. Oh, and man, that's bitching, awesome, awesome words of, of advice. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it just it sounds cheesy and cliche, but like, no, just, no, not just, at all. To, to me, it sounds like organic and, you know, like a skateboard, right? You're going to fall down. Yeah. OK, what the fuck? You doing ollies on the first time you get on the motherfucker? You know, you got to learn and, you, and find your way. Tell me about this thing. Uh, David Jay's a bass man. Uh, Loving Rockets, right? His brother yeah, was with the yeah. Bauhaus guy, right? Yeah. And and you got this, you gave me this tune, The, the Trees in Silence Sing. Yeah. So he, uh, how we met uh, David Jay's, uh, he, he had moved to North County, San Diego, and kind of started going to local shows. And so we met him that way. Um, at, at some shows and I guess he saw Blackheart and, and um, asked us, uh, Paul and I, if we would, you know, be interested in doing something together. And we said, well, sure. And um, that was the song that ended up happening. So um, we did that all recorded at, at, at Paul's place um, with uh, some gear we we bought um, from our previous recording budget and kind of built a little home studio there. And so Paul recorded that. Um, and yeah, I played piano, Joe Plummer, uh, who's I think in Cold War Kids now, played with Modest Mouse and the Shins, um, played drums on it, Joyce Rooks, cello, um, a whole, a whole shitload of kids. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to, he wanted to quiet, like a chorus. And I can't, I can't even remember how that came to be. Like they somehow organized all these little kids to come in and sing. It was super hilarious. <laughs> well, let's listen. Strange fruit on the trees in our couple today 
black chromium tape that clings in strands. Thin and coated vines blow in the wind, they say. Cause music is not allowed in Afghanistan. If they catch you with a cassette, they'll tear your headphones out. Pressure machine so that it won't play. Wrap the ripped out tape around the nearest tree. And sell you a mat on which to pray. But that is the least of it. The stone a woman and the drop of a veil. There's no cease to it The impresarios of terror Have swallowed the keys to the jail No put birds in the mail Skyline where eagles choke when the last of the cell phone signals died away. All that was left was blood and smoke. One person died six thousand times that day. Red hot spears of steel pierced concrete walls. The television images won't go away. Back in Okapo, the silence calls. It comes. Sign under the stars and stripes, where these colors will not run. Sorry, stuck on the back of a truck out on Highway 101. But if we get wings, two birds of prey, our economy to boost, we'll only have ourselves to blame if those birds come home.
super nice the, the dude, dr- yeah. I know the drummer man. Oh, you do? Ke- mm-hmm. Kevin, right? He, he got married a U.S. lady and involved with uh, some kind of soundtracks and stuff. Ke- Kevin Haskins, I think. Uh, ah, I is that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the I brother. Yeah, that's... Perkins. I met him through Perkins. And beautiful guy. Uh, last music for this edition, people. The Trees in Silence sing, David J. Song of the Sun from Fell Runner, Grand Champion with Cottonmouth, All Goal and Alcohol from the Zinochronic, AMM All-Stars, and having me alongside them. You know, trading files, right? You never meet, meet these people, and you're part of their band. It's kind of bitching. Uh, Internet's not all bad, people. Internet can have some good parts. Uh, the Ghost of Sabretooth Tiger with uh, Sean Lennon. Uh, animals. And finally, Daddy, Kansas, Za Usi, which I think is probably a, a Belgrade band, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Kazna Za Ushi. It means punishment for the ears. <laughs> and that's the other. That's some of the other folks from the Red Set, okay. who I in, inadvertently stole from. <laughs> that's okay. Hand. You borrowed them. And, and where yeah. can people find you on the internet, Toby? Uh, let's see. So, um, for in terms of the music, it would be. Um, uh, I think Paul's got a site, theblackheartprocession.com. He's uh, fairly active there. There's Good. all kinds of stuff to do there. Um, for Red Step, uh, Pravda Records, when it comes out sometime, I think in February at this point. And we've all got, you know, Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. You can put those flyers up on those telephone poles, but you have your own fancy. <laughs> you know, having your own website's like having your own fancy, right? Prompt out of Chicago? Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. I was conceived in Chicago. Well, Ooh. like, okay, you're on a holding pattern, but you got the stuff recorded. So you're probably going to write some more and record some more. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few ideas in the head. Okay. Um, I'm a strange writer. I don't these days. I don't like to actually pick an instrument up until I have a, a clear kind of idea in my head. Like if a song sticks around in my head for long enough, I'm like, okay, it should come out. Yeah. I'll make <laughs> so it I've had a, had a few. Well, man, I can't wait. And, and when you do get some more stuff, come back on the show and let's uh, play it and talk about it. Okay, please. That would be absolutely awesome. Yeah, I love what you. I love what you're doing, man. And, and, and uh, safe season. Let that freak flag fly. Yeah, it's thank you great. so much, Toby. Okay, Thanks, people. Mike. It's been December 22, 2020 edition. Watch Pedro. So keep your powder dry. <laughs>